Hit so, me. Go on. Come. What did I guess? What I did last weekend, boat. What did you do last weekend? <clears throat> last weekend, me and Tree went to Braxton County, West Virginia. Now, is Braxton County sort of a, a an urban landscape with lots of big cities? No. No, not at all. Mm. It is the middle of nowhere. Then you make a right, and you go further. <laughs> uh, and it is the geographical center of West Virginia. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Braxton County. Interesting. It's the geographical center of the state. Uh, we went there for the world premiere of uh, the Small Town Monsters production of the documentary about the Braxton County Monster. Really? Yes. Uh, the uh, Braxton County Monster is also known as the Green Monster, and it's also known as the Flatwoods Monster. It's got three names. Oh. Um, and so we got there early. We went to the uh, Flatwoods Monster Museum, which is in Sutton, which is basically right down the street from Flatwoods, we, uh, which is awesome. And get this. Who's working? Who's the guy running the museum? The same guy who runs Charcon, which really? is the local... So gaming uh the big board gaming festival that we have in charleston but the, the museum is real neat uh, we had a good time there that's him so i don't know what that captain catfish is <laughs> but uh, um uh, we had a good time there they had lots of props and now is when if you if you look at like the braxton county monster versus our other uh our other favorite monster from west virginia mothman mm -hmm. Does Mothman have more of a following? Mo yes. Yes, absolutely. But Braxton County's on the rise. Mm. We should call him the Flatwoods Monster. I think that's the preferred uh, name of him now. But I'll, I grew up, and it's actually sort of changed. The uh, documentary ended up being sort of about that, which I'll get to that in a minute. But we went to the museum and spent a good time, a good amount of while there. We, Teresa got a couple shirts. She got me a Flatwoods Monster shot glass. And... Uh, uh, some stuff for Luke. Some she got some uh, a necklace. They had earrings. They had a bunch of crazy stuff there. All of it Flatwoods Monster related. Sure. Then we went to uh, eat. There's a place called the Spot, and the Spot is very close to where the encounter with the Braxton County Monster, the Flatwoods Monster, was. And it's a monster related restaurant. It's got about six chairs in it. And it's exactly like the Dairy Freeze in Winfield, if you've okay. ever been there. Okay, many times. It's much smaller, but the same sort of menu, except it's all monster-related. And you can get a uh, Mothman burger and a, and a you know... Mo a, a Flatwoods Monster Shake. That's right, the Bigfoot, whatever. Mm. And they get all, you know, different stuff. And they have a little gift shop there as well, and Tree got some stuff there. And then we went, we had a couple hours to kill. And what they've done here, and this is quite, quite brilliant... Uh, a local artist went and made five big, big chairs. Big. Like uh, two or three people get in them at once. Kind of like you see outside of uh, like big truck stops and stuff, like when you go visiting. Sure. It's, yeah. And they put these all over the area. There's five of them, and you can, and you can visit each one. Mm -hmm. There's a map. And so we spent the day getting pictures of us sitting in each of the chairs. Oh. And they're usually very, they're quite scenic, some of them. There's a, like there's... One at the Big Days Inn Convention Center. There's one at the park. There's a picture of that. Yeah, probably that, is, that's one of them that right there. Them? That's one of them. Yeah. There's one. There's Ooh, one at. There's one at the uh, right beside the restaurant. There's one beside the Dairy Queen. You know, they're pretty. They're real nice. We got pictures of all those, which was fun. That took a couple of hours. You got a Shoney's right there in the background. Yeah. Too. There's one. There's a restaurant in. Um, there's a restaurant in Flatwoods. That is super pricey. It's a super elite rich guy restaurant. I don't know why it's there. It's in this old mansion. It's a bed and breakfast. 
And they've got one there. It's right beside the river. So that was neat to go there. Did you guys eat at the fancy mansion? You, mm. you no, know, $20 hamburger. Ooh. Too rich for my blood. We ate at the spot, which was, trust me, I still dropped 26 bucks on that meal, but it wasn't, you know, still. So then we went to the actual uh, Sutton Theater, historic Sutton Theater, and uh, we had ordered tickets ahead of time, which is good because they sold out the theater, which is unbelievable. I mean, it's a big theater for West Virginia. It's a good-sized theater. And we went in, and uh, the director was there. The people of the documentary were all there. And they and we watched the. It was about a forty-five minute documentary on the on the on the uh, on the Breast Kenny Monster, and it was uh, um, really it was really interesting. And the part of the part of the gimmick on it was they were going to talk about what actually happened, and then what it evolved into from myth wise. Mm-hmm. And of all the UFO encounters or or Bigfoot, so this is actually one of the more credible ones because it was seen by a lot of people and. They've stuck to their story, and some of them are still alive. It happened in the 50s. This predates Mothman by a decade or more. Uh, but it was uh, the story is the, uh, these kids are playing in a field. They saw a meteor fly overhead. They they went they went to get their mom. They walked up on the hill where this was at. This ain't super deep in the woods. It's just like not it's a city street, but it's in the hill. Mm-hmm. And they went up there and they saw a uh, a creature coming out of a tree kind of at them it's sort of like the bottom half of it was sort of shaped like a missile and it had those little like clawed hands and it had sort of a they caught it upside down like an I said it was like an ace of spades behind its head and it had like a red head like yellow eyes something like that and this thing sort of came at them and they you know ran off got the sheriff and the uh, local uh, they ended up bringing in the uh, uh, the National Guard up there sealed off the area whole nine yards it was pretty interesting, and so what was it? Who knows? Now, what, what, what? After a time, what did the story evolve into? Uh, this thing had acidic breath. Mm. It killed the dog that was with him. Uh, it had uh, like it had a did a bunch of it showed up multiple times. So the the original Braxton County monster or Flatwoods monster story only one appearance. Right. It never came. It's not like the Mothman. It was there right. once. Okay. It never came back. Uh, and there's you know there's it's been beefed up a lot it had mm-hmm. laser eyes and crap but it's a pretty interesting tale it's not one you hear too much about it's big in japan there's uh, the braxton county monster the image of him has actually appeared in a zelda game really there's a zelda game i want to think it's i think it's i don't know which one it is but there's one where you have to go to this farm because this girl is being hassled by aliens and those are the aliens in it they're in the game how cool and it's in some other games too it's in some shooters so the braxton county monster is in the public domain yeah 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 completely you you know what are you gonna do right you know Uh, but it was interesting it was interesting uh uh film and uh, afterwards they had a q a with all the actors which was interesting uh so we had a real good time that's great so we'll that's my story number one what do you got Nothing. Move on to story number two. What, mm-hmm. what did you do last weekend? I, we're, we got ready for the Athens Jazz Festival. With How my was that? Band. We're going on Saturday. Oh, it hasn't happened. It yet. hasn't happened. The Athens Jazz Festival. So I'm loading up 32 middle school kids in a oh. bus and taking them to Athens, Ohio. Are you and, driving uh, the bus? I wish I could drive the bus, but <laughs> I was uh, gonna say because if you're not, I would grab one of those bottles and just kind of <laughs> stick it deliberately in the back of your pants. Yeah, this is the biggest trip that we've taken in the five years that I've been. A there. middle school band trip. Yeah. Man, yeah. it never happened to me. Yeah, so um, so I'm excited. I think it's going to go well, but we'll see. I'll, I'll have more to report on that uh, when we get back. I had. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. 
uh, and you know the story, but uh, we had I had quite a windfall of classic computer equipment, uh, as you know. I had a friend of mine whom I used to babysit for uh, call me up about, it's been, what, two weeks ago, I think, Boat? Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, he said, my, my grandfather has passed away four years ago. My grandmother's cleaning out all this stuff. And would you would you like to have, he had a couple Atari computers. Would you like to ta- go get them? And I was like, sure, I'll go get them. I'll take them, you know, if, you know, giving them away. Because me and him, he got me into Atari. I used to babysit him. They had an Atari 400 and they had an Atari 800. And we would play, uh, you know, blue, we'd play Blue Max and, and, and Vanguard and, you know, Zaxxon, everything else you could think of. We used to play, you know, all the stuff I played was it was there. So I thought, okay, great. So we went over there and I, uh, me and Luke went. She just lived right over behind the middle school. Uh, went out, uh, went into the, uh, walked up, said hi. And they're like, listen, you might want to back your Jeep up over here. I was like, uh-oh. And nine boxes of stuff later, uh, I was filling up the arcade with box after box of of, uh, of, of classic Atari stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got so much stuff, I called Boat. I was like, listen, come on over and look at this stuff. And uh, I happily stopped fixing my lawnmower to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of that load of stuff? I, you- like I told you, the first thing I told you when I walked in, I said, I'm so glad that this happened to you and not me, because I would have kept every single piece of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was quite a windfall of stuff. And um, it, to keep deciding what to keep and what to get rid of has not been the easiest task. Because I'm like Boat. If I had the space, I'd probably keep all of it. Uh, but uh, some of the stuff in there was like manuals, uh, uh, old software. And so some of them have just been eBaying off over the past week. And uh, uh, I have found out that there is a market for the weirdest stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some examples. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that sold immediately was a graphics generating uh, bit of software. It was it was rated nine out of ten on Amiga Mania, which is apparently a, a respected Amiga grading site and a rarity site. This thing went for like I believe it sold for sixty or seventy bucks. Uh, I had an old game that was just called Soccer, I believe, and I had but it was complete. It was the, it was the disc version, and it, it went for like seventy or eighty dollars as well. So, but uh, even some stuff that you would never think would sell. I had an A plus uh, government learn learning tool, you know. Just it, was, it wasn't. It was just like to learn about the government, like a teaching thing. These guys were teachers. They had a lot of te- lot of, lot of uh, stuff for school kids, mm-hmm. you know. And even something like that has sold. The uh, 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 another guy bought a f- how to learn French. Uh, and it was a French guy that bought it, <laughs> which I thought was strange. So, it is. How strange. So the educational stuff is sort of in vogue, I think, to a certain degree. Well, I, I think I, that for, for for collectors that already have everything, you know, what's left, that stuff. Well, you know, it is. It was <coughs> quite a It was quite a bit. And the funny thing is, if you look at these books and stuff, the fellow that owned all this stuff uh, had, had left... Um, had left notes in a lot of it. He had, of course, some of the books he'd went through and highlighted and mm-hmm. circled stuff. Uh, he had put uh, index cards in a lot of stuff. And he had, he had. This guy was a programmer for sure. He had uh, a bunch of discs uh, that he had worked on. I haven't decided what to do with those yet. I, I probably should probably try to archive. But I don't know what's personal and what's not. You know, I've got no way to archive it myself really. Uh, so I haven't. You know, I'll talk to somebody about it. But uh, it was quite a, a windfall of goodies. 
that I've been fooling. You know, at. I've long suspected that that those neighborhoods behind the middle school are is, that's a honey hole right there because you've got some older people that live back there that that have not moved. Yeah, and uh, that would be a good place. You know, yard sales are mostly dead, but that might be a good place to check out once summer gets here. I did have a talk with his his grandson, the guy I used to babysit for, and we talked for a couple hours on the phone the night I got that stuff. And uh, he told me all about it. What his granddad had done was bought everyone in the family Ataris. Hmm. That was their that was their machine. Mm-hmm. And so he had bought uh, um, he'd bought everyone Ataris. And as, and as they upgraded their Ataris, they would give him back the old ones. Oh, and so okay. he ended up, that's why he's got he's got two four hundreds and eight hundred, a couple uh, Atari eight hundred X uh, XLs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess as they got new drives, it would give like the tape drives back. So he's got three or four tape drives, you know. And a bunch of crazy peripherals for the Atari, including stuff like uh, uh, game show controllers, mm-hmm. which I've never seen before. No. The old koala pad in the box. The koala pads, I mean, they, they drew the crap out of it. You could tell it had been used to death, but it, I got one of those in a box. And um, a keypad, which a numeric keypad, which I thought was pretty unusual. So a lot of crazy stuff, plus a bunch of joysticks. Uh, which uh, Boat took home a couple uh, of Gym his favorites. Gym baby. They pre-chewed. <laughs> He'll have to chew them later. And uh, what was that software that you wanted? Oh, yeah. There's a, uh, an old edutainment title that I had when I was a lad called Creature Creator. Creature Creator. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, there was some, some games in there, some cartridges, mostly generic stuff. They did have Minor 2049er in there, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So it was a real nice windfall uh, of goodies. Uh, for me, so I'm still kind of looking through it to kind of, uh, you know, ascertain values and mm-hmm. see what you know. Atari stuff. I mean, has uh, I have to say, uh, had, the software has aged well from a price perspective. It's it's sought after, I guess, because the Atari name is involved. Right. And, and it would be as nice as it would be to get a big stash of Amiga stuff. That's almost an impossibility yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So Atari is probably as close as we're going to come. And That's you can forget right. getting ZX Spectrum stuff or anything like that. <laughs> can you imagine a big, a big stash of Timex Sinclair? So I wonder what to do with it. Well, I'd, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I've got one of these things nobody else has. Yeah, it would be, it would be crazy. It can't run the games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting uh, couple weeks. Uh, we're going to see uh, Pro Wrestling uh, say, uh, Friday. Which should be fun, and I think we're going to see it again on the twenty fourth, on a Saturday, in, in in Ironton. So that'll be a good time. And uh, summer's finally here, and we've been cold for a long time, so it's nice to be nice and warm and pretty out there, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to stay that way, but did you say your mower's it. broke? Yeah, I, well, I've never done any maintenance on it since sure. I bought it, so I've got to change all the filters and everything. So mm. I never did any on mine either. Yeah, yeah. Mine's so. my mower's interesting because we, we got it from a guy for like I think like. 25 bucks or 50 bucks you know the little gear shift on a mower that makes it go faster or slower mm-hmm. nah it just goes you know those kind of mowers where you 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 fire them up and then, and you 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 they'll move for Self you propelled. right right this one has that but it's always stuck at full throttle <laughs> so you're running behind it <laughs> so old dopey me my, my neighbors take pity on me they see me out there then they think they're going to kill me because this thing drags me all over the yard mm. you know but i get done quick mm-hmm. you know but man it it's crazy that that could be a show i could just film me mowing that would be an awesome my show. brother used to bring his industrial size mega mower over mm-hmm. 
But when I got the fence installed, it won't fit to the gate. Mm-hmm. So I'm That's, on my own. Well, it's going to be an interesting summer for me because, as, as you know, I have this 75-foot uh, tree that's fallen across the back of my yard. It's not exactly going to be easy to mow around. I would just let so. nature reclaim it. <laughs> yeah, two or three hundred years, it'll be gone. Let me ask you, how often do you go into your backyard? Never. Except for mowing, right? That's the only time so I'm there. So what have we learned? Right. Listen, when I lived on Mud Mountain, I had trees falling. You know, I had crap going on everywhere. Man, if it wasn't on my porch, I didn't cut it. And then when it, if it was on the porch, I had a sword. I would go and just... I, was, I mean, can you imagine? I just thought about how stupid that must look. Me in a bathrobe, whacking a treeless with a sword. Is this is this a full-size katana? That no, you it's were, a full-size sword. You would, it's like a... Like uh, a long sword? But I worked for that karate, that kung fu master. Is this uh, uh, Sensei Dan? This is Dan. When I worked for Dan, I did computer work for a guy. He didn't have any money, so he paid me in swords. <laughs> and this was a sword that had, it's a wooden handle. It's a huge sword. It was for, it was to use as mount, uh, I think it's quite old, but it's to be used from a horseback. You know, it's a real long. Really? Wow. And so I would take that out and just whack the, you know, crap out of these, because I could get, I had a good reach on them. Mm-hmm. I had a samurai sword that I did that with, but I broke it one day. <laughs> When I was whacking a limb and I hit a rock and it broke, and it went ching, and the, and the blade actually stuck into my uh, the railing of my stairs. That's did you just leave it lay? Did you, did you leave it stuck in there? I don't remember what I did with it, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter because the railing got knocked down when I moved the video game down the uh. stairs. So, Mud Mountain, It's this is the time of year where it's quite lovely up there. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should drive up there tonight after we finish. No, just, just I'm not going to be doing that. It. I'm not going to be doing that. I, I, <laughs> you ever take Luke up to the mountain? And show him he's never he... been up to the mountain. Oh. I should take him up there. My uncle lives up there now, so it would be it would be kind of fun to, to to go up there. But no, we haven't been up there for quite a while. I visited my uncle up there one time, and that's the only time I've been up there. Uh, so did I tell you that I got managed to sell my other uncles or my my relative's pinball machine. Did I tell you, no, I got that sold. No, because I, I, I'd, I'd seen that it had been on Facebook for a little bit. I uh, I had, after several misstarts, <clears throat> it's amazing how much action I got on my Facebook page. People bugging me nonstop everywhere I went. And finally, this old guy, uh, one of my friends that live in the Valley, who's a pinball guy, he's listening because I sent this old guy to you. He wants a pinball machine, work, see if you can get some action. And the guy no-showed me once, but he called me back. He said, I was going to come and look at it. So I never ever was involved in this physically. I was just doing all the right. dumb the guy work. Man. And I told my uncle, I was like, "Listen, don't take anything less than than five fifty uh, for it because you paid four fifty. You need to make a few bucks. So you yeah. got a good deal. You got five fifty, madam. So he he made it hundred. Fantastic. Bucks. So that was my good deed. That was my good deed for the day. I've been blabbing for a while. You got to have something to talk about. Let's hear I, I really don't have anything to talk. About. I, I I guess I could talk about. I went back to martial arts this past week. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Tell so, them what the martial art is. So uh, when I about ten years ago, about twelve years ago, when I lived in Newport News, Virginia, I started studying Iaido and Kendo, which are the two Japanese sword-based martial arts. Iaido is a solo practiced art. You're using a, a katana. Uh, and uh, kendo is a not solo martial art where you wear armor and you whack the crap out of each other with a with a stick. Um, so uh, then I moved to Korea and I studied uh, a Korean sword martial art called gumdo. Okay, and uh, gumdo kind of borrows a lot from um, kenjutsu, which is a sort of related uh, sword martial art in Japan. Um, but Koreans will never admit that uh, they have a history with the Japanese. Anyway. Um, 
when I moved back here, all of that stuff went in the closet and I never, you know, I never picked up a sword again or anything like that. And so uh, I started exercising and stuff again and I was like, well, I've got to have a practical purpose for trying to get in shape. I can't just be in shape just for the heck of it. <laughs> so I'm going to go back. I really enjoy the Ido and uh, there's, I'm, we're lucky because there's only one place around that teaches the Ido. Um, you know, it, there's there's no place that does kendo. The closest place that does kendo is either Columbus or Louisville. I'm surprised because kendo seems like it'd be more of a likely to find than Yaida. You would think yeah. that. You would think that, but there's not. So, um, but I re-enrolled in the same place where I used to take taekwondo as a boy, uh, and uh, this 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 place called USA Martial Arts Training Center, and um, and I took my first class on Saturday. And uh, I loved it. It was great. It was just like being back in Newport News. Um, you know, it's it's a Iaida is a very cerebral martial art because you never have an opponent. It's not practical at all. People get onto it. They say, "Well, it's not practical." Well, duh, it's not. When are you going to get in a sword fight in real life? You know. So this is a very you know it's it's based on kind of what samurai would do when they were attacked, but it's very stylized and or pared down depending on the situation. But I like it because it's just like music. Every single part of it can be perfected. There's a proper way to do everything from, you know, when you take the sword out to the way you put it back in. Everything is very exact. And and I like that sort of cerebralness about it. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I've started, you know, my last week was my first class. I won't be there this weekend because I'm taking the jazz band to, to Athens, but I'll be back in a week's time. Looking forward to it. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. <coughs> the, uh, the kid had his first baseball game. Um, when was it? It was uh, Tuesday. But he had a, a practice uh, on Saturday. And there was only it was so cold that only two other kids showed up and no other dads. Oh wow! So I had to go out and be assistant coach, and um, at, trying to stab a ball and errant throw, I twisted things in my body that I don't know what they are, <laughs> and I've been in agony for the past several days. Oh! So I'm guessing I pulled something. I zig when I should have zagged. And listening to your tale about martial arts. Makes me feel all the more pathetic for not being able to play, <laughs> to go out and play a couple hours of baseball without dying. So I probably had to get my act together. I tell you summer. what, man, we need to start working out together. Oh the, God, amigos, amigos, gym. I'm oh. making the t-shirts right now. Oh, don't do it, man. Does the gym have a big thing full of donuts? In it? <laughs> we can make it happen. That'd be, that'd be fine. <laughs> now, I, I uh, I'm not fun to work out with or be with when I'm trying to lose weight. I'm I become much much grumpier, angrier person, mm. which is one of the reasons I don't do it very often. <laughs> the lack of willpower being the other reason. You remember, you had a Y membership there for a while, didn't you? Br- yes, for a while, briefly. I don't like working out at the Y. Well, to be honest with you, it, it, when we had it, it just didn't jive with my, uh, with my schedule. You know how it is. I come home from work and it's go time. Mm-hmm. So I just really just never could go. Yeah, that and makes so sense. We let the kids swim there sometimes. But I was never, I very rarely ever got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, got to go. I'm there. very lucky in that, you know, it's right on my way home. So I can, I literally go past it. You yeah. Know? yeah. So. They have started that huge construction in front of where we live. And so everything's going to be a chore for the next year. Mm-hmm. To uh, Our roads are like, it's like moon patrol. You need that moon buggy to get around. And so they finally got around to paving the roads, but they've paved the most busy, worst possible place they could pave. It's the one they're going to do. And so it's going to really inconvenience us for a while. Well, when you say the most busy, worst possible place, you just mean 
in relation to you and me. Well, I mean, I it, mean that stretch of I sixty four is uh, in West Virginia is one of the most well uh, most traveled roads there. It may be the most traveled road, which is why it's in such rough shape. Right, but I'm just I saying mean, it's it's, like, it's 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 very well traveled, which means it's going to be a lot of traffic. Which is going to mean, it means it's going to be very inconvenient. So. Yeah. Now you're coming from the opposite direction, so is I guess you haven't you haven't experienced it coming towards Hurricane. Oh yeah, I have you, from I, Charleston. I, oh no, for, oh no, no, no. God only knows. Yeah. What that's like, but I've experienced that plenty of times in my old. Yeah. Job. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's nothing worse than sitting in traffic. It's, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. I like the fact that some guy is in his Cadillac and leads listening to us talk about how horrible it is to be in traffic and he's in traffic. So who, who was it that sent that in earlier? That's uh, Mr. Threepwood. Mr. Threepwood, there you go. Yeah. Good luck, brother. We're with you in spirit, man. All right, Aaron. I feel like we've meandered along this path long enough. Let's close it on down. Next week, the wrestling report will be That's back. right. It's I can't be awesome. wait. Maybe we'll even do a little uh, Amigos wrestling We bonus. might just wrestle right here. I might put you through this table, oh, depending yeah. on my mood. Back Basement wrestling. That's a new thing. It's, it's, That's it's not a next thing. evolution. That's not a new thing. Unfortunately, it's, it would be a different thing, because usually it's, a, it's, it's something you buy in the back pages of something. <laughs> <laughs> let's not call it that that's horrible alright guys we'll see you next week adios see everybody in the chat